Well, Radio Gardeners, come to the Mount Vineyard. Now, the Mount Vineyard owner is Lisa Greenwood. Now, Lisa, tell us, you know, here we are in Kent, but um, not always thought to be a great wine-producing area, but um, it is today, isn't it? Yeah, um, things have changed dramatically over the past 10, 20 years uh, with English sparkling wine and some of the still wines gaining recognition across the world. So, uh, yeah, Kent and uh, Sussex, generally the southern um, counties, tend to have a fantastic uh, wine region. But how did you come to end up with a vineyard? And also, tell us a bit more about it, but how did you end up coming here in the first place? Sure. Um, I used to work in London, um, as does my husband, and uh, we wanted to move out into the country. We found a place uh, which was still commutable with a vineyard, so we thought we'd live the dream. <laughs> now, come on then. How many acres have you got of vines? Uh, we've got 10 acres under vine at the moment. Um, most of it planted in 2004-2006, and one of our fields replanted with Chardonnay two years ago. Now, you said you wanted to live the dream, you see, and now let's come back to reality, because you said you moved here, you've now got 10 acres of vines, so is it still a dream or is it blooming um, hard work? Uh, yeah, I think um, we ha I have been a little bit shocked with the amount of work involved. Um, it is a lot of hard work and uh, of course you've got the business side as well. The vines need a lot of care and the more care you put in, the better wine you get at the end of the day. So if you start at the beginning of a year, let's say you start in January, mm -hmm. I mean, what, what work do you do through the winter period, as an example? Uh, well, actually, winter is the quietest time for us. Um, at the moment, we're pruning. Uh, pruning is one of the most uh, labour-intensive tasks. Uh, it takes about three weeks or so. Uh, from pruning, um, we then obviously have to tie down the canes. Uh, from there, we have start mowing, we start doing the sprays, uh, bud rubbing, and a whole load of other processes through the year until harvest in about October. So I'm going to take you right back to the beginning. Sure. So you do your pruning. Mm -hmm. So when you do your pruning, because we use different methods across yes. Europe to yeah. train our vines. What method are you actually we using? We use uh, something called double guio. So it's got two canes on either side, and usually we have about eight buds on each cane. So are they arched or... Do, or Horizontal. Uh, we're trying different methods at the moment. Uh, last year we had them arched. Uh, this year we're doing half-half to see if it makes a difference. Because normally, in theory, with most plants, if you arch, you get better bud production, don't you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But we found that um, last year it didn't work as well as we were expecting. Um, and also it helps against frost, because some of the buds are higher up in the air. Ah, I hadn't thought of that. That's mm. an interesting one yeah. to look at. That's one of our biggest problems in the UK is the frost. So, frost. Okay, let's stay on frost sure. then, Because, okay, you can look at different years and yep. we'll have frost one year and not another year. So how do you counteract that? Because you're sitting in a bit of a valley. What, which way do all the vines face, in fact? Uh, you're trying always to have a south-facing slope. Are you um, south-facing with most of your... Most of it, yes. Um, Frost is a big concern. We've uh, previously on the vineyard lost about 70% of the crop mm. against frost. And of course, it alters the bud for the following year as well. So we have big machines called uh, frost busters. And they sit in the middle of the vineyard, big engines, and they circulate air to try and have confection of the frost before it settles. So that's, uh, 
That's a bit tricky. So I suppose you're sitting there watching news at 10, weather forecast comes on, or is it? Are you, have you got alarms? Yeah, we have alarms. We've got a big weather machine in the middle of the vineyard, and then we just wait, dreading for the alarm to go off. Uh, you have to get all your gear on. It's usually about minus one, and it's about 12 o'clock in the morning, and you're lighting a big machine. Not very nice. <laughs> Are these run by diesel, are they? Uh, by gas. By gas. Yeah. So, oh dear. Yeah. Not something to look forward to in a night's rest. No, not at all. And of course, you can't um, go out or anything when you're expecting the frost because it just takes over your whole morning. So your vineyards take it over your life. Absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. So we got through. We've got through the frost mm -hmm. period, and then when, when did you do the bud rubbing? When what? Bud month? rubbing um, is usually around uh, June, July. Basically, you're taking off all the buds off the uh, trunk of the vine, um, different times depending on the variety. So that's to push the nutrient back into the buds yeah. that you want to produce. The exactly, flower, you it? want all the energy to go into the grapes. So they flower. What sort of time then? Uh, flowering is usually around um, June. Mm -hmm. um, last year we had a few problems. Luckily, not here, but I know um, a few vineyards had problems because we had all the rain very little wind, so we had problems with the caps coming off the flowers. So uh, hopefully we've had enough rain this year that uh, it won't be a big problem later in the year. So, okay, so when, when's your worst time for disease? Is it after the fruit is formed or does, yeah. does it come before? Um, our biggest problem we have here is powdery mildew. Uh, you start seeing that around um, July, August. Uh, we spray against it, but once it's here, it's very difficult to get rid of. Uh, we lost about 10% of our crop to powdery last year. And then uh, we also have botrytis issues. So once the grapes have got quite nice and juicy, just before picking, you can get botrytis and that sets in. And that's another sort of mould, isn't it, really? Exactly, it's a normal mould you see everywhere. Gets um, on strawberries a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, well? yeah, and it's, it's, it's quite a big problem because you want to have the grapes for as long as possible on the vine to have ripening. But you don't want to have a lot of disease and the botrytis setting in. So it's all about judging when to pick. Does the river, because you've got the river at the bottom mm -hmm. here, do you think that, that has an effect on some of the... Because the, you've got a moisture level in the air more here. Um, I don't think so. I know some of our vines which are further down towards the river do tend to have a little bit more disease pressure. But one of the biggest things in trying to combat uh, disease in a vineyard is airflow. Uh, so you want to try and create as much air going through as possible. So you don't want them in with trees and hedges around too much? If possible, yeah, that would be great if you could get rid of them. Um, and also the misty mornings, we had a lot of those last year in September, October, which allows the powdery mildew to settle. It just doesn't let it dry out, so it's another problem we have. So picking the grapes, I mean, are they all hand-picked? Everything's hand-picked, yep. Yeah, um, I think most of the UK is hand-picked now. Um, again, labour-intensive task. Um, the Where do you is, get your pickers from then? Uh, we've got a company called Vineworks who luckily supply them because unlike pruning, which can be done over a period of two to six weeks, harvesting has to all be done on the same, same day. So you need 25 people per uh, field, say, on one day, and it has to be finished on that day. So we pick till 8 o'clock in the evening if we've had more harvest than expected. So it's, a, it's an interesting time, but it's also quite a rewarding time because that's when you know you've got the good grapes and they're off to the winery. So where, do, where does the processing actually processing, take place? Processing, uh, we've got a company called Litmus 
um, and they process it. We have our own barrels, we have our own vats um, at the winery, so it's almost like it was on our doorstep, except uh, it, you know, we've got to drive 25 minutes away. So that's the way. And then, so, so then it's, it's produced and stays with the winery. Yep, stays with the winery. And they until bottle for you? They bottle it for us and then it comes back to us. So what's the period of between the grape being picked mm -hmm. and actually the production of the wine that you see in a bottle? It's, it depends. Um, uh, some of our white wines, it will take about five, six months. Some of the red wines, you want to leave it longer in the barrel so it gains more flavour. Um, you don't want a very, very young red wine. But, for example, our sparkling takes three years before, from grape picking to actually release. Sometimes longer if we wanted to have time to settle down. Now, I'm now going to ask you, what's a bottle of sparkling wine? Because you've just said it takes yep. three years. Mm -hmm. We've explained all the work all the yeah. way through yep. to actually from, you know, looking after the vine to picking the grapes to sending them off to the winery. What's it sell for, then, a bottle of sparkling wine? Um, our bottle of sparkling sells for £23. And a lot of that is tax and tax, VAT. Um, and VAT, of course, is on there as well. It's because it's all been bottle fermented rather than some other sparklings where um, they sort of gas it. This has all been bottled fermented, which allows it, it gives a much better flavour to the wine. So really, you're not getting a lot for the production of the grape in the end, yeah. are you? Yeah, absolutely. The government gets more than you do, near <laughs> enough. It is, it is, it is tough. Um, um, you know, a lot of love goes into the vineyard and you have to be very patient. If anything that this business has learned me, it's having patience. Um, but once you get that bottle and it's in your hands and you take your first sip, it's all worth it. Last but not least, if people want to find the Mount mm -hmm. Vineyard, you've got a website? Yeah, we've got a website. Um, it's uh, www.themountvineyard.co.uk and we also do tastings here if anyone's interested to come along and try some. Now whereabouts are you? Because we're, we're, we're talking to people across the world. <laughs> uh, we're based in Seven Oaks, Kent. Uh, very easy to get to from London. I think we're the closest vineyard to London. Um, and yeah, take the train to Shoreham. And it sounds like it's a labour of love and uh, you started off saying it was a dream. Still a dream? bit undecided at the moment, bit undecided, but it's, um, it's been an interesting ride, put it that way.